be careful here. This will turn into a meeting of the eBay. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just Motorworks. We're trying to help her get her car running, and I lost her phone number. Yeah. Joe, I never realized your last name was Laptop. <laughs> That's right. I'm not even sure how it came to be. So, <laughs> if you had to fix that. Well, I think we've got one person on the phone whose name ends, whose phone number ends in 2301. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. If you scroll, if you move your cursor down towards the bottom of the screen, a, a bar will come up and in the middle of that thing says participants. If you click on that, belongs to the you'll get a listing on the right hand side and then you can write, then there's a little um, three dots, I think it is, that by your ne next to your name, let's see where you are here. Um, yeah, so Joe's laptop, if you then, if you then, uh, I think, write, yep. let's go over to the video, uh, yep. actually it's not, I guess you. I guess I can't do it for you because I'm not the host. Yeah, I think you've you got click, it fixed. I you click, there you go. You got it. Excellent. Thank you. Yep. I, I have a little thing, a little red thing at the top right hand corner that says REC. What does that mean? Um, that is for recording. So instead of our normal podcast, this uh, this meeting <laughs> we'll try and record it, and uh, we'll put we'll add it. We'll at least add the audio to the podcast. Okay. So that's what you're seeing in the upper right-hand corner. Jim, Jim Gephardt. Yes. 404. Thank you. 626. 626. 7022. 7022. Thank you. I'm sorry to bother you with it. Um, I have, I put together a sheet of contacts for you. She was going to give that to you when we got together again next. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I have your email address. I can give it to you if you want it real quick. Let's do that. If you, if you guys would like to type that instead of uh, spell it out, anybody can use the chat. So the chat is, you move your cursor around on your screen. There's a chat in the, uh, down there where all the rest of those tools are. Okay. And, and that'll give you a way to type that. Um, we're getting close enough here to time that I'm going to probably ask that you guys take that offline as others join. The hardest thing with a Zoom meeting like this is knowing how to interrupt uh, or not interrupt when somebody's trying to, to trying to talk. I'm, uh, I see that we've got Joe. I'm going to wait until at least one of the other pastors shows up. I know today happens to be one of the pastor's spouse's birthday, and so um, I'll let them disclose that if they so, so choose. Um, but we're going to try and get started here in just a minute. Um, we've got several people joining by phone, and I want to give them some instructions so that if they don't see anything, they at least know a few things to do that they can do with their phone. Um, and I'd also like to get their names if I could. So uh, the, there's a person calling in whose last numbers are 7667. Um, hey, Eric. Hey, Eric. It's Bill Newton. It's Bill Newton. Good morning, Bill. Yes. Good morning. If uh, for whatever reason you need to raise your hand, I'm going to show a slide yeah. here real quick so that everybody sees this. And um, I'll, I'll also try and just sort of give those instructions. Great. We got a lot of people rolling in. This is just tremendous this morning. Thanks for being here. 
Um, let's go here and that. There we go. And I apologize, my video looks like I'm just washed out here, doesn't it? So can everybody see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. It's a big black screen right now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's loaded in the middle. Yeah. Now I have a picture. How weird. So this is a virtual breakfast with a virtual $5 bill? With a virtual $5 <laughs> bill. The, I'm uploading uh, that. So the instructions I want to give people who are on the phone is that if you're trying to get somebody's attention, you can press star nine on your keypad and that will raise your hand in the list of participants. And if you want to mute yourself, maybe you got a dog or something barking in the background, you can do that with star six and you do star six again to unmute. So those are the two things that you can easily do over the phone if you need to um, if 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 you need to be able to do that. I thought I had some pictures here, but it looks like my pictures have stopped working this morning. Let's try this one more time. There we go. And That's a much better picture of you, that uh, Eric, than in person. Well, uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, uh, the cartoon of me is a little easier to take than the real thing of me. I don't know why my face is so washed out. There we go. How about that? So uh, we've got a great list of folks showing up this morning, and I'm just so happy that um, despite all of the uh, technology things that can go along with this, let me just turn this model. There we go. That uh, we've got good participation this morning. Uh, there was one other person I saw on the phone, and they are uh, they are two two three zero one. I'll just back out again. And every time somebody joins, we're going to get a ring. Let me. I can turn that off at this point. Give me one more second here and. We're going to keep answering the doorbell if we're not careful here. Where did that screen go? 3301 belongs to Scott Straw. Scott Straw, good morning, Scott. Hey, Scott, how you doing? This is Art. And I will, uh, I will be monitoring the chat so that if you have any questions or anything you'd like to to say, but without interrupting, you know, feel free to um, feel free to do that simply by clicking on uh, the little chat icon in the toolbar. And um, you know, you can either send it to everybody or to a specific individual. Uh, so let me turn off. And I will introduce our speakers here momentarily. Well, I don't see a way to make it not ring during the meeting now.
needs to be a way to do that. I know the one button not to click is the in meeting button. I bet there are a lot of people who wish that during a sermon they could kind of hit in meeting and in group or whatever and just kind of head home from that point. Well, I don't know if there's a way for us to track that, but I'm hoping people don't uh, eject in the middle. It's it's just great to see everybody uh, in the from the from the comfort of their own homes, even if uh, you know we would rather be gathered. I uh, want to thank you all and invite you to the first ever BYOB men's event at RUMC. Um, I, I, I brought my own bacon this morning. I hope uh, if you, you're looking for bacon, you were able to find it. But I, I wanted to start with a, a, just a quick thank you to someone in the, the choir who gave me some emergency bacon. I don't know if you can see this, but this is uh, emergency adhesive bandage bacon. Uh, for fixing for fixing whatever your woes are um, we've really missed each other not being in the choir of late um, with uh, people being out and um, uh, you know worshiping from home I want to thank I believe we've got uh, Michael Michael well, wait wave back at us and hey everybody hey Michael and, and, and Joe Good morning. Wait, wait, wave to us a little bit so people can see you Good morning, everyone. Hopefully you're having a great week and get ready to start. I'm so grateful you could both be here. And do I see Jeff here in the list? Jeff, are you with us? Well, I don't see him in the list, so we will have to send out a search party for, uh, for, 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 Jeff, uh, for Jeff later. Uh, hey. One more quick uh, reminder. If you're talk calling in from the phone, um, all you'll need to do is if you need to mute yourself, you can do uh, star six on your phone and that will mute you. And if you need to raise your hand, if you'd like to interrupt and ask a question or whatever, if you'll do star nine, I'll be monitoring the participants list and um, that'll give us a way to, to, to know who would like to speak next. Um, we're going to just be as informal as we possibly can this morning because we're all new to this. And I've never tried to host a meeting with this number of moving parts in my life. Um, but um, I thought we would start here with a, with a, a, a ringing in the bell. And um, let's see if I can get this to go. Um, I appreciate so much people being willing to have a little fun from home. We normally ring the bell and invite everybody to uh, go through the line to get food. But if we could just start with a word of prayer, it would help me get centered. And um, I think it would uh, bring us to a great place to, to start together. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for bringing us together this morning under unusual circumstances. But there are circumstances that we, we, we learn to trust even more so um, in, in, in your path right now, even when we don't always know our path. Thank you for uh, Michael and Jeff and Joe for leading us a little bit this morning and all these men. And um, the, the the fellowship and the the, the nutrition that will come from that. Um, please uh, help us just be centered and be there for each other in, uh, in the time of fellowship this morning. In thy name, amen. Amen. So we're, uh, we're super lucky to have uh, several pastors with us because the last thing you want to do is have me try and figure out how to do one of these things by myself. I... Um, uh, we'll, we'll start here with a little bit with that 
you know, Joe, just to tell us a little bit about what's going on in his life. And uh, I think he's had a, a busy week this week, too. And, um, you know, ha have him hand the baton to Michael a little bit. And and uh, if anybody sees Jeff on the list, let me know. Uh, and uh, we'll just take a few minutes and find out what's going on in the church and in their lives. Hey, Jeff. Uh, this is honestly some really cool technology. And I think one of the things looking back from, you know, in the future, we'll look back on this time and we'll realize that we've really come to understand and utilize a lot of different media that maybe we weren't familiar with before. Um, my wife is a school counselor in Cherokee County. And so uh, from our, our living room, she's able to, to chat with fellow teachers and administrators and parents and students. And, we have a fourth grade daughter, we have a seventh grade son. Again, they're doing all this you know, distant learning, uh, doing all the reading on their own and you know, sending in or submitting work on the computer. Um, and then through ministry, uh, my wife was sick for a couple of weeks, nothing related to virus stuff. Um, you know, just stay away for a couple of weeks, don't come near us, we don't wanna get anything. And even if uh, you're not contagious, your wife isn't contagious, people will still kind of, uh, maybe feel some anxiety if you're coughing or sneezing or wheezing around us. So uh, I've been kind of put on a self-quarantine for a while. That's come and gone now. So I'm able to, to be out with the, the living, I guess. But it has been interesting having to use some different means to uh, reach out to folks and to uh, find ways to minister to people. And, and I think in the midst of all of this you know, craziness, uh, that we have uh, come to understand some maybe different ways of doing things. I know ministry, the things that distract us from. You want to see this? Is this Sometimes I'll have Sunday games. I don't like it and don't like when our family doesn't get to worship together. I know that their, their workload at school sometimes pulls them away from church or youth group or things like that. Uh, people are just crazy busy with work. People head out of town on the weekends. They go to the, 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 the mountains. They go to the beach. They go to the lake, whatever. Um, but now life has really just kind of come to a grinding halt for the majority of folks. And yet the church remains. Maybe not as a, a gathering on Sunday mornings as maybe we often consider ourselves. But the truth is that people are looking for someone with hope. People are looking for someone with promise with truth and with power and purpose. And, and we know who that person is. And, and, and we now can, can point and lead and walk toward Jesus. And people can see just, uh, just something special in the midst of uh, the ways in which we respond to, to what's going on out there. It's, it's you know, difficult days and crazy times. We know that God is still in the midst of all that we do and all that we are. And, and uh, I'm really proud of you, Eric, and others here who are coming up with innovative ways to, to stay connected, to, to continually lead us to a place of community and faith. And, and remotely, that's what we're doing in a several dozen living rooms or bedrooms upon North Fulton and East Cobb. We're coming together to, uh, to point toward the one who does bring hope and peace and, uh, and power. So it's kind of a, a neat thing. Well, I have muted everybody except for Jeff, Joe, and Michael. So if um, you know you want to ask a question or interrupt, you're going to need to raise your hand. If you're on the phone, the way to do that is with star nine. Um, you can also unmute yourself manually if I somehow missed that with, with star six. So uh, Joe, thank you so much for uh, 
you know, letting us know a little bit. I can, you know, distance learning used to be something that we thought, well, yeah, we'll eventually learn how to do that. Suddenly, when it's your only option, it's amazing how um, necessity is often the mother of invention. And um, it's it's great to see teachers able to continue uh, um, teaching and stay in connection with kids, even though they're not in the same room anymore. Um, Jeff, sorry, we got we kicked off without you. I'm glad you've been able to join us. Um, I hope things are um, working smoothly up in Dahlonega. Yeah, they are. I got the tail end of your prayer. So um, sorry, I was a little late. My my amens are normally the best part anyway. That's 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 what I would aim for. How are things up in uh, in the wilderness of, of northern Georgia? They're good. They're good. Um, I uh, uh, appreciate the chance to to join in. Do you want me to go now or? Sure. Now that I've started talking to you, that would be great. <laughs> okay. Okay. I I. Um, it's been uh, uh, super interesting uh, in my role with the Sunday school classes to sort of connect around the church. I am uh, excited the way that uh, folks have figured out how to do Sunday school on Zoom. Um, and, uh, and so it's been fun to be in a couple of classes and, uh, and also to hear about some other classes that are, are, are doing that. Um, my experience with Zoom up to now has been with about, you know, five or six people. Uh, and I didn't even know you could do Zoom with, uh, you know, upwards of 30, 40, 50 people. But that's what we're seeing uh, with classes. And so uh, some of the classes even have um, had more attendance on Sundays over Zoom uh, than they have uh, in real life in, in classes over the last couple of months. So I don't know if that's, uh, it's just easier to get up, flip up your laptop and, and tune in, or if it uh, has something to do with uh, wanting to connect in this time of, of kind of uh, isolation, uh, probably a little bit of both. Um, and uh, um it's also been really interesting to see the way uh, that that uh, as a church we've been able to to find some creative ways to uh, reach out and and touch folks through the uh, noonday devotions uh, and the Sunday services. Uh, if you haven't heard the uh, the numbers on uh, people tuning in have been very surprising, very high. And so it's, it's always a, a little interesting with online services, um, you know, are people tuning in and staying for the whole service or are they tuning in and just sort of checking in and saying, oh, they're doing it. Okay, now I can go back to whatever I was doing. Um, but we've been encouraged uh, that uh, we have found some ways to, to get in touch with folks. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm curious this morning, um, uh, if y'all feel like uh, the church is doing uh, uh, enough or too much or not enough in those kind of ways, we struggled a little bit with, you know, how many Zoom calls to have, how many ways of reaching out to touch folks uh, and communicate with people. If people are like, yeah, that's too much, I'm, I'm doing good, or no, thank you, I, I, I appreciate uh, the chance to... Uh, 
check in and see how people are doing. Um, I know that uh, uh, with the church, we're also uh, trying to have uh, phone calls and, and connect with people that way. And have learned a lot, have been able to help people with resources and uh, uh, put people in touch with each other and try to find some ways to uh, make life a little easier for, for some folks uh, and learn about needs that, that we didn't know. Um, one of the, uh, the other parts of, of what I do is connecting with churches around the conference. And it's been uh, interesting, small churches like uh, Joe was saying, that uh, haven't been on any sort of uh, media platform have suddenly tried to uh, had to try to figure out how to be in touch with the people in their churches. And, and so in some cases, they've uh, gone live on Facebook. In other cases, uh, pastors have joined together and have uh, created a Sunday dialogue between two or three pastors uh, in kind of a sit-down um, uh, grouping. Uh, so it, it's been uh, interesting uh, for all of us to try to find new ways to communicate. Um, Family-wise, uh, I've got uh, a daughter that lives in Dahlonega, one that lives really close by, then a, another daughter in Asheville, and a son up in Richmond, Virginia. And so uh, we have done this Zoom uh, on uh, kind of a weekly basis to uh, play games and talk and uh, just be silly <laughs> and uh, have found that to be uh, a lot of fun. Uh, our, our kids, uh, probably like your kids and grandkids, uh, are comfortable with a lot of different social media apps that uh, invite friends and do different things. And so that's been... Uh, that's been challenging, but it's been fun and uh, brand new ways of uh, connecting uh, with uh, with each other. So, yeah, well, Jeff, thanks for tuning in today and uh, joining in this conversation. Well, Jeff, my uh, my brother's birthday was yesterday, and I normally look for some kind of terrible April Fool's joke to play on him, but instead we got together with my family, my parents on zoom my parents are using zoom their church is using zoom and so uh, it really probably meant a huge amount to my dad that he actually got to sing happy birthday to his son and uh you know it's just it's just great to see more people trying and uh even when it doesn't work out smoothly the the effort is is it means a lot i know uh michael you have a a big day in front of you as a thursday has turned into the the, the new sunday mm -hmm. Yeah, it has. Um, back to your April Fools. My my wife yesterday, because our oldest daughter's in the fifth grade, mm. and um, somebody created this meme, and it said that Governor Kemp has ordered that all students have to repeat this year's <laughs> classes all over again next year. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> um, so yeah, there were a lot of tears in our house and probably many many homes. Um, but yeah. Um, Thursday is the new Sunday in the life of our UMC. I'm getting ready to go in in a bit and uh, record Palm Sunday and Easter. Um, that just, it feels weird. Um, and I'll be doing that in an empty house. Um, it's weird to lead music uh, when nobody's singing back at you. 
and, um, and, and leading. And it's weird. I know to, to preach to an empty house, it's not something we really, I, I kept thinking back to what, what class did I skip in seminary that said how to prepare for a pandemic, mm. um, and how to, to guide a church and a ministry to that. And, um, I guess I, I skipped that class, whatever day that was and whatever class that was. Um, so like Jeff and Joe said, we're, we're having to think differently about how we do things. And, and honestly, I've been convicted about that for quite some time now is that we, we have to think about ministry differently in this day and age. And this kind of forces us to have to, to, to do that. So I, I echo what they said and how grateful I am for technology and for leaders like you, Eric, that are um, trying to keep us connected in ways that seem pretty difficult these days. But, uh, but back to, to worship, we're, um, what we're, what we're trying to do is to, and, and this is something where I, this would help us out to kind of what Jeff was saying, we would value feedback here. We're trying to find ways to create and maintain uh, normalcy in our lives when everything seems to be not normal right now. Um, so when it comes to our worship services, we're, we're still filming those right now in the space in which one would typically attend worship. Um, we're trying to keep our dress attire the, the same as it would be, um, just as a way of trying to help people still feel connected um, to, um, to worship. And, um, and I, I've watched a whole lot of worship online these days because everybody's happened to do it. Um, and so it can be a challenge to engage in worship via a screen rather than in person, and especially when you don't have a congregation because worship is such a, or can be such a corporate thing. And, um, and that's a hard thing to, to be able to, to bring together. So we're just trying to find different ways that we're able to still engage people and help them feel like, yeah, there's, there's something still normal about this uh, for as long as we're able to do that. Um, and just to, to do the best that we can when it comes to that. And, you know, with the small numbers that we're able to use, it's, it's different. Um, we're having to use a smaller band in all of our services. There's no choir in our services either. And it just, it changes the feel completely. Um, but at the same time, it really allows us, the word that keeps coming to my mind is essential. Um, what's essential in these days? Um, my mind goes in so many different directions almost all the time that I, I can have 15 different projects I'm working on at the same time. And this has helped me pause and say, what's essential um, in my life? What's essential in ministry? Uh, to stay connected um, as God's people. So I love to hear any feedback. If anybody has any thoughts about, you know, uh, the good, bad, and the ugly, I'm all, all for it um, with the way that we're doing worship and what we're trying to, to facilitate at this point. So let me uh, provide a moment of instruction. I see Art has got his hand up and I will, uh, if you, the way to do that electronically, Art, there's a, a little raise hand on there. If you are on the phone and you don't have the mouse controls or whatever, it's the star nine or the star six will simply unmute you. And so, you know, Art, go ahead and ask your question and we'll try not to have uh, 40 people step on each other. 
Okay, thanks. Um, well, thanks, <clears throat> thanks, <laughs> excuse me, uh, Joe, Jeff, and Michael for being here this morning. Uh, there's two, two comments. To go to your last question, Michael, I like what's being done, the fact that, that the pastors are actually recording the, the messages from the actual either sanctuary or chapel. Because for me personally, it just helps me still feel really connected to the church because it's the physical space that we typically worship in. Now, we, we talk about the church has left the building, but the fact is, is that we all are very used to being inside those buildings for worship. And so to me, there's a real connection by the fact that you guys are actually doing the broadcast from, from those locations. Uh, the second thing is that I'm just curious of the, of the, the three pastors. You know, I, I realize that care ministry is a significant part of your job. And, you know, we used to refer to the, to the, to the people who couldn't attend church as being shut-ins. Well, we're all now shut-ins <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. So, but, but for those people who really truly are, um, you know, if we were still able to go to church, those people that can't, how are you, how are you dealing with, with all those individuals that actually at this point, you know, many, many places are not even allowing people to come into their facilities. And yet there are a lot of people there who need care, need care. And I'm just curious as to how you guys are handling that now. Yeah. Anybody want to go on with that? I can, I know that, um, you know, that, 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 face-to-face, -face, you know, contact like we have now, that's obviously been kind of the thing that has replaced those, you know, home visits, so to speak. And um, it does kind of create just an interesting dilemma at times because, um, you know, part of me wants to get in my car and, and take a meal to someone down the street who is a shut-in. Um, but then I have to realize, well, social distancing isn't just a recommendation. That's something that we're pretty much, you know, called to do a mandate to a certain degree. Um, because we're called to, uh, to do things to, uh, well, as John Wesley said, to do no harm. And, and so we're faced with uh, a lot of different internal, you know, stuff at times because I desperately, I'm a people person. I like to, to, to be in contact and relationship with people. And now that looks a lot differently than maybe it did before. Um, jumping ahead to Holy Week next week, I think of Monday, Thursday, and, um, uh, you know, what does the word Monday mean? It means mandate that, that Jesus was saying, okay, this is a new mandate. This is a new way of doing things different from maybe you guys have experienced in the past. And we've come under maybe new mandates in, in Fulton County. Now you, you, you could be arrested if you're, you know, doing something that you're not supposed to be doing. If you're in a group larger than 10 or you're, you know, you're not staying home and things like that. So we are interesting. We're interesting times where we're facing a lot of different mandates and, and trying to figure out how to, maneuver through that and um you know the, the crazy thing is that there have always been crazy times like this maybe not in our culture but in others around the world and that god does still reign during times like this and so we just have to continually fine-tune what we're doing and what worked today may not work tomorrow what works tomorrow may not yet work today so just trying to kind of figure it out as we we move through but with the uh with the goal of obviously uh lifting up jesus and and pointing towards Jesus for those whom we, uh, with whom we come into contact. Well, I want to thank the 
church staff who has made a tremendous calling campaign. I know there've been thousands of phone calls out to uh, the people on the membership roles. Um, that, that is a, um, uh, you know, can turn into a long conversation, can be a short conversation, but I've really appreciated the, the personal touch that that is required. And um, um, it's just been great to see the conversations that you would have never had any other way that have come out of that. So thank you so much for uh, all the people who have been making those phone calls. I got Chris, Chris, do I have that right? If you will, uh, you raised your hand in the lower left-hand corner, but I don't, oh, there we go. Brian. Brian. Cool, 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 cool. Let me see if I can unmute you here, Brian. Yeah, I had a, a comment uh, about yep. that, about wanting to take a meal to someone. Some things that we've done uh, just for loved ones is give them a phone call and then um, hop on Postmates or Uber Eats or Grubhub and, and usually the time you're spending talking to them, you could order and have the meal delivered while you're talking to them. And it just kind of surprises them. So just a thought, if anybody wants to do that for someone you know or love. And do you do that from within the Uber app or is it a separate app that you go through to do that? Uh, I do it on the Uber app. So usually we'll be on my wife's phone and then using the app on my phone or you know, vice versa. Well, it's amazing what technology will let us do from uh, the convenience of our phones. I think uh, the the uh, millennials will operate the entire universe eventually from their phones. And oh, it, uh, for Uber, it is a separate app, uh, Uber okay. Eats app. Uber. So you would have to get the Uber Eats app. But then there's also Grubhub and Postmates, and a lot of our local restaurants in Roswell. Are, are using all three of those. So uh, if you don't find the restaurant you like on one service, check the other two. Great idea, great idea. Anybody else have any feedback? I appreciate, you know, everybody's willingness to share both, uh, you know, easy experiences that they've run into, conveniences like Brian was just saying, as well as if you've had a, you know, you thought it was a great idea, you tried it out, it wasn't a great idea, you might save us all, uh, you know, stub toes if you'd be willing to share that as well. Hey, Eric, this is Art. I, I do have a question. Has anybody um, done a virtual communion? Because mm. that's the one thing that I have really missed because we do that regularly in Chapel Roswell and obviously that's that's gone away so I'm just curious has anybody tried that thought about it I was just talking with my wife about it the other day that hey why don't we get a bunch of our friends together and do a communion we uh, I was on a zoom call yesterday with the Berean class and uh, I'm gonna lead them through that on Easter morning during their Sunday school time um, so uh, I haven't haven't done that yet, but we we met yesterday to kind of plan and talk uh, about how that was just gonna work. Yeah, I saw that Jesus's Zoom call. So yeah, that's that's something we're doing coming up. Thanks, Scott. Well, I know social media has been all a buzz with folks finding new ways to connect. Um, I, uh, 
I, I'm not much for Facebook. Cami makes up for that for the both of us, I think. Um, but uh, I do spend a little time on LinkedIn and I spotted one of our own uh, posting something for mostly for his company. But then as it, you know, went a little bit viral, you know, it, it, it did my heart good to see, um, in this case, Charlie Dino sort of reaching out of his comfort zone. Um, he looked relaxed on the back deck. But, you know, Charlie, would you mind talk, talking to us a little bit about what was going through your mind and what led you to, you know, um, change the way you've normally communicated with your, 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 your work friends? You're on mute. Oh, let me unmute you here. One more second here, somewhere my list of meetings went. One more second here, sorry, Charlie. You're not muted, it's just that your microphone's not working. <laughs> Try it now. Can you hear me now? There we go, yeah. great job, thanks. I was on the, the more powerful microphone, which is kind of funny. So my, my wife would be happy not to hear me at this point. So that's probably a good thing. She's conspired with you somehow. So um, hey, good morning to all you guys. Uh, it's good. This is great. Uh, Eric and I know, I'll start with that, that um, having run IT shops in the past, I mean, we've been kind of doing this for teleworking for quite some time. So it's cool to see that everybody's kind of jumping in on the technology and staying connected. So I definitely voice that, but what Eric's talking about, so two Fridays ago, um, it was the end, I was supposed to be in London, first of all, and um, we canceled that trip with my largest client, and a lot of, I'm sure as you guys know, um, a lot of our employees, I, I run a company of about 21 people, um, there's just a lot of trepidation and, and anxiety, and so I just decided, you know what, we had been sending out an email and getting on teleconferences, and I decided, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and jump into what my kids have probably done for a long time and just take my phone out and video a message to my employees and the message to them. And then I'll tell you how LinkedIn got involved. The message to them was basically uh, control what you can control. Um, I did it on my back deck off Willio Creek um, just to, cause it was a beautiful Friday, two Fridays ago and this past Friday lended itself to it as well, where you could see the, the trees behind me, the sun, et cetera. And I just, I just said to them a couple of things, control what you can control you know, get, get out and get up off of your desk every once in a while. Cause I've done that in my past where you're sitting at your desk all day long and it, it just gets stressful. The other thing I told them was get out, walk around in the, in the nature. Um, and then the last thing was don't watch the news all day long. It's, it's something that'll drive crazy. Um, watching that all day long. I mean, we, we run in the company. I'll look every once in a while at the curve and planning, et cetera, but just watching that all day long is not helpful. So um, then I put a message out to, and it really came from the heart to Eric's point. I had no intent of what's happened is I put a message out to our, um, our clients, uh, family and friend, et cetera, just say, you know, kind of saying the same message. Um, and we put it out on a Saturday morning and by Monday we had, I think a thousand views on it. Um, and so it's gone to the top 10 in LinkedIn, whatever that means. I don't know. I, I, I'm, get, I'm new at that as well, as he said. So this past Friday, 
Um, so that first one we put out was just more hashtag positive. This past Friday, we did more of perspective and um, it got, it's getting more hits. And I don't know if this is the reason I know a lot of, you know, in our, our group and community, uh, Max Locato, um, I just put a, is a quote that I, that I just hit my heart last week. Um, and I put it as an upcoming week perspective and positive. And it was, if you feed your fears, you starve your faith. If you feed your faith, you starve your fears. And um, it's, it's that, that message has gone a little more powerful. So um, again, I didn't intend for it to get out there the way it's gotten, but um, now I've got my, my small marketing team asking me to do one every Friday. So the only problem with that, and you guys will laugh is now I have to come up with things. Now it's like two weeks. I've got to come up with more. So <laughs> I feel I feel for the ministers on the call. I, I I get that you guys have to do that as well. So, um, but it's 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 been good. It's 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 helped me as well. It's it's been cathartic for me as well to put the message out. And because you know, let's let's be honest. There's days that I mean, I'm again, I'm running a company of 21 people. We've got a lot of things going on. I'm trying to make sure that we can a keep them employed and b keep them. Um, you know, positive. So there's days for me too, where I've got to remind myself and get off the desk and go out and walk and just get perspective. So. I had a devotional yesterday that uh, really registered with me. Um, I'll throw it up here on the screen just so that you can see it for a second. Uh, you don't, and, and, and I, uh, you don't often get a chance to have a, a physics lesson this early in the day. Um, I hope everybody can see that. Um, yep. We all remember what it was like when uh, we had Three Mile Island and um, and the fear that went in, that spread as a result of that. And so when I saw this devotional yesterday talking about heavy water and how in relationships, trust is that heavy water that we need. Um, it really resonated with me. We're all spending a lot more time with our spouses in all likelihood. And the, the amount of quality time, you know, goes up if you let it or the amount of friction can go up if you're not careful. And it really resonated with me that just as Charlie said, if you're, if you're feeding your fears, you're starving your faith. Um, and if you're feeding your faith, you're, you're, starting, you're starving that fear. Um, our minds are amazing gifts from God, and we'll, whatever we run through them, um, you know, really does, you are what you eat, and you are what you think a lot of the times, and so I've been so thankful for people who have put out words of encouragement, um, looking for moments of, of, of beauty and moments of clarity, and just how God is speaking to us, because we're not so doggone habituated to our normal. I mean, we've all had to find new normals. And so it has just been exciting to me to look for that in each and every day. Um, when, you know, uh, you're out even, I went to the ATM was my only trip out in the last two weeks. And, um, you know, no one walked up to the ATM while I was there. They sat in their cars. Um, it's just a very different uh, set of expectations right now. Um, Joe, I know uh, you're preaching this week in Chapel Roswell, right? That's right. We um, obviously we're kind of commemorating Palm Sunday, and it's always fun because uh, for a lot of folks, just even the concept of Palm Sunday and even the concept of Holy Week, it's it, it may be a new experience, something with which they've never um, you know encountered, and so it's always a fun uh, opportunity to uh, to kind of introduce something new 
to folks. And, and for those who have been maybe in church for years, maybe all of their lives, I think God opens our eyes to a lot of different things as well. And so we obviously on Palm Sunday, you look at the, uh, the triumphant entry into Jerusalem by Jesus and his disciples. But at the same time, that was going on into one side of the city. On the other side of Jerusalem, Pontius Pilate, the, the governor of that region, he was marching into town with a military parade. And, and so you've got these two positions, juxta, or juxtapositions, I guess, with two different entrances, two different processionals, if you will, into the holy city of Jesus and, and his group. And then you had the military might of the Roman Empire on the other side and sort of contrasting uh, style that each of those had. And, and it's that contrast that takes us all the way through uh, the culmination of, of the crucifixion. And then obviously that leads to the resurrection. But but Jesus has a way of doing that, of coming in maybe ways we don't fully understand or, or maybe can't see at the time. Uh, but we can look back and see that God was doing some really, really powerful things. And I think that through um, Palm Sunday leading us into Holy Week, that that's what we'll encounter, that uh, our divine creator is uh, coming up with ways all the time to, to open our eyes or our hearts or our ears to, to things that he's doing and, and how powerful it is to, to kind of realize that and then how powerful it is, obviously, to, uh, to get to live that out. We have one member of our, uh, uh, of our quartet who is uh, the pharmacist at the VA. Um, head pharmacist, I forget exactly what Jeff's title is, but each time we, you know, catch up a little bit and I hear about the protocols that they're going through to try and be able to provide care, but in as safe an environment as they possibly can, both for those receiving the care and for those providing the care, it has it, it been inspiring to me. Um, he's long hours. I kind of wondered if he would perhaps join us this morning. Normally he's at work by six o'clock. Now, right now they take their temperature and everything before they're even allowed to enter the building. I'm sure we've all got stories of caregivers that are um, either in our families or in our, um, that we know firsthand. And, you know, they are, uh, they're first responders right now in a way that is a remarkable witness for how they care about their fellow man. And, um, you know, I have uh, just been grateful to hear those stories firsthand and secondhand. Yeah, it's been interesting to see the response and the way that folks have reached out to try to help or just applaud from the, the outside and, and stay in touch. My, uh, uh, my wife's mom is in a, uh, had just been uh, in the hospital right before all of the protocols were put in place and they've moved her to a rehab place down in Florida and um, Sherry uh, talks with her on uh, um, the phone on a daily basis but uh, normally Sherry would be down there with her um, and so yeah, for folks in nursing home, I see Jean Osborne here. Uh, we go to uh, over to Vickery Rose on uh, um, uh, every other Sunday night, and uh, some of y'all have been to that with us. And uh, you know, the the folks in nursing homes and in hospitals and uh, rehab places that are kind of shut out from from people and the the team that cares for them. Uh, uh, 
kind of have become a family to them because uh, folks aren't able to get in and out of there. So Eric, yeah, just uh, it's a strange time trying to figure out how to care for folks. And Art had asked earlier about our outreach to people in situations like that. And so we're having to do the same thing, phone calls and uh, communicating with the caregivers, uh, you know, about ways that we can help resources that are needed. And um, uh, the, uh, those folks have really stepped up in a way that uh, probably never thought that they would have to. You know, each situation is a little different, but, um, you know, the, the, the phone call, and I really like the idea of ordering uh, the food delivered while you're even on the phone with them. I think that's a great example of, uh, uh, yeah. of, of how to care for each other. When our daughter was suddenly in the hospital five or six years ago, um, the choir probably provided, I don't know, meals after meal after. We'd come home from the hospital and there would be food out on the, out on the, the driveway. What an amazing thing. But a situation like that is different. That's where it happens to one family, and we know how to right. rally around that family in their time of need. Here's a situation where it's happening to everybody sort of at the same time, and it's a very different, um, it's a very different kind of thing. It's so um, we're so tempted sometimes to feel helpless in ourselves, and and I find that by trying to reach out to someone else, my first world problems seem just like that. Their first world problems. Um, but if, if left to my own devices, I can turn my whatever my little worry is today into as big as my brain can hold. You just got to put other stuff in your brain or uh, whatever your worries are, you know, will crowd things out. So um, any mechanism we do that, I, I, I have to sing every week or I, I am not a healthy person. And so without choir rehearsals, without quartet rehearsals, without uh, our, our social fabric has really gone down. So when Tom asked, you know, hey, stand and sing. You know, I will be one of those to stand and sing. Cami looks at me a little strangely saying, you know, that was metaphorical. I said, no, we got to stand and sing. Um, uh, someone raised their hand. Go ahead, uh, Larry. Let me see if I can unmute you. There you go. Whoops. Up oh, there. <clears throat> I have a comment. I love the music and I really miss you guys and I really miss the choir and the, the solo last, uh, last Sunday was wonderful. So I would encourage Michael to have quartets or whatever, the biggest group he could have. Because <laughs> I have a thingy and I only do this when I'm surrounded with other people to drown me out. So <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I know you can't have the whole choir, but maybe you could have uh, eight of them or something, you know. I, I really love it. It's, yes. it's really meaningful to me. Thank you. Yeah, that's all I had to say. Well, I, I, there's a shot that I think my, my parents sent me out where they were, people weren't in the sanctuary, but everybody sent in pictures and they placed pictures in the sanctuary yeah. and views and in seats. I think, you know, that's a great idea. Um, I, I, there's a terrible attempts at virtual choirs that have gone out and trying to get a virtual choir to perform at the same time is impossible um, times 10. But, um, you know, we could all send in recordings and with about a thousand hours of engineering, someone could weave those together. It's easy for me to say that, right? But uh, um, it will be a different Easter. I just can't imagine not having Good Friday in uh, Easter uh, in our normal environments. 
Uh, someone else raised their hand and I didn't, uh, Jim, there we go. Let me see if I can, un why can't I unmute audio? How about that? There you go, Jim. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. I just want to chime in on the uh, uh, virtual service. Uh, just a guy that's got to be in church or at church every Sunday, if possible. Uh, kind of like you having to sing. And uh, I still haven't mastered standing up in front of a flat top, you know, laptop screen and singing to it. I mean, it's really a little strange. But uh, I, I really appreciate the sermons, which I think have been outstanding. And uh, the music, and most of all, the organ. I mean, <laughs> it's, a, it's a special thing. It really is. So uh, if we can't be there, at least we can see what we're missing and, uh, and be part of it. Uh, another thing which I think is really interesting, I've got some extended family members that, uh, one that was very, their family is very close uh, to their local church, and they don't have a televised service. And the other one I kind of drifted a little bit away from the church, that kind of thing. And I mentioned, and my wife mentioned to both groups that uh, we have a pretty interesting, th they're both on. They both are on, which is amazing. Uh, one from upstate New York and one from uh, Grand Rapids. So you don't know where this is going to go. You really don't. But you're doing a great job. Good job. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Jim. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys process with palms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, um, Tom, Tom Davis and I were talking about this. Uh, I guess back in the, I don't know, 80s and 90s when they would film TV shows, they would cut down their budgets. And what they would use, they would, they would use the same extras. Mm -hmm. So in one scene, you would see two people walk by in the background and they walk around the camera and they walk back by maybe in a different outfit or something. So they use the same people. So told Tom, we could use that on mm -hmm. Palm Sunday. We could just get like two people and have them process and turn around and come back in and out. So we were trying to figure out some way to do a revolving uh, uh, processional, but haven't been able to master it yet. But may maybe something will come to us here in the next few hours. Chris, I'm going to unmute you. There you go. Oops. Oh, hey, so um, you're talking about not being in church on Easter. I mean, I grew up in church, so I can't imagine what that's going to be like this go around for us all. But uh, my wife came across an article the other day, uh, just last night, actually, on uh, CBN News. And I don't know if you can see that, but um, mm. Israel is opening up Jerusalem to the world this Easter through a 360 virtual reality. So you may want to check that out. You know, maybe you could be in the Holy Land uh, for wow. Easter. So. Wow. Will you post that link on the chat, please, Chris? Brian, Brian, sorry. Yeah, let me see if I can look it up on my computer here. You know, yeah, Eric, I'll do it. Eric, one of the things that I was uh, thinking about as we talk about the uh, – just the power of inviting a neighbor or a friend or a relative to uh, to church. And now it's so much easier when you talk about, you know what, you don't have to get in your car, you don't have to dress up, you don't have to come find a parking spot, you can live wherever you want in the world, and yet we can still worship together. So what a what a powerful tool to be able to remind somebody and invite somebody to, uh, to be in worship with us. Even if it's not live, maybe they can watch the service later on. So 
a lot of opportunities for evangelism, maybe even more so in this day and age, because there aren't a whole lot of other things that people are looking toward. Um, but they are looking towards something of hope and that we can't provide. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this past Sunday, I preached at uh, the Chapel Roswell service. And so uh, we recorded that on uh, Thursday. And so on Sunday, uh, my, my wife wanted to watch it. And so uh, she put it on the screen at the house. And that was a super weird thing to be sitting there on Sunday morning watching myself. Uh, that was, I don't, I don't know, some of y'all might enjoy that sort of thing, but that's painful for me because I see all the things I should have said or, or didn't say or didn't say right. And so, um, yeah, that was, a, that was a weird Sunday morning uh, to, to be doing that. Well, you have to you have to have grace with yourself there, Jeff. The, <laughs> the 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 number of redos you get, I am always amazed by people who can do a long take, and you know, ministers have to do that every every day. Um, as we speak right now, though, I think we have an AV crew descending upon uh, the various parts of the church, setting up cameras um, for us to have services on Sunday. You know, it is a long day. I am hoping that we will get a, a chance maybe to talk to the AV team on um, a men's breakfast in the future because, you know, their workload, their whole world got turned upside down, and a lot of that's volunteers. And I am so grateful for the talent and for the, and for the vision in making that all work um, because yeah, it, it, is, it is a marvelous thing to know that every Sunday we are having a – a fresh experience prepared for us that will help us worship together. I, it, it's great for me. I get to finally attend both Chapel Roswell and sanctuary and my normal sanctuary services because now I can watch, you know, easily participate later. Um, or I try not to do two screens at the same time. That just seems wrong. Um, but um, it a lot. So much of work has gone in here that none of us were planning to do three months ago. We had very good plans. I, you know, to to piggyback on that, the um, those of us that you see on the screen, yeah, there's a lot of uh, time and energy that goes into what's done on screen, but the preparation that goes into that to set up all of the equipment and then the editing that's required, that's why we do things on Thursday. So these guys are working their weekends now, um, editing to get things ready to go for, quote, live streaming on Sunday and then on demand as well. And um, I, I've been blown away by our AV team and our production team and their, just their willingness. Uh, their spirits are incredible. I'm sure they are working very long days and nights to, to get this done. So um, I, I encourage you, if you find a way to be able to, to say thanks to, to that team, um, just to, to go out of your way to do that because they are the ones that are really um, putting in uh, an incredible amount of time and energy and doing a great job at the same time. It's not just kind of done halfway. They want to do a good job with it. And I feel like they're, they're doing that. So it's been, it's been really neat, you know, from a staff perspective, I'll say this. Um, I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of us come together and work more closely now than we've ever worked before, at least in my time because uh, we're forced to, um, you know, we're really having to, uh, to really make sure the things that we, we do uh, have meaning behind them, um, that they're done well with in intentionality. 
and I've seen so I've, I've seen great relationships uh, continue to to strengthen on the staff, and um, I'm grateful for that because that's we have such a large staff. It's easy to easy to be isolated. You know, the worship arts we we live in the sanctuary building. Well, Joe and Jeff and their teams they live in you know the B building close to the chapel. So we're a distance apart, but this has drawn us uh, closer. So it's interesting though, even though we're having to do so much uh, via digital, um, it's drawn a lot of us a lot closer to have to, to work through this. And I'm, I'm grateful for that experience. And I was thinking if this had happened 10 years ago, I'm not sure we would have the technology yeah. to be able to do what we're doing right now. Um, crazy. So for just the provision that God has in our lives to be able to lead, you know, through technology and advancement of time, um, I'm grateful for that, too, that we're still able to stay connected. And I know and, that the Sunday nights, uh, chaos has gone virtual. And, um, you know, it's been exciting to see what they've tried to do. I think the the first night they, they learned the hard way that you can set up many meetings on Zoom, but you can only run one at a time. Um, on, on, on a given account and great lesson learned the next week it was you know even better um, but it's the C building I think of on campus right now that we have a lot of programs that meet on our campus as a part of you know continuing someone's journey and a lot of I don't have any idea how they're managing to, to, to move forward um, but you know there's an opportunity for prayer because those people who are already in the midst of some part of, um, you know, crisis or recovery or um, an addiction, having been cut off from those encounters that are so important to their week to week. Uh, I, I don't know what they're doing. Is there, um, can, can we talk to that a little bit or maybe it's just a, a theme for prayer. I do want to take a minute for prayer concerns here before we wrap up. But, um, you know, my prayer is that those who are new, who come to our campus every week, for something that is essential to their day-to-day -day treatment or week-to-week -week treatment, their families are having to absorb a lot of that uh, that need right now. And those families, um, you know, really do need our special uh, prayer time because they've been cut off from something that they uh, have always come to expect from RUMC. Yeah, the, um, uh, the C building has, uh, <laughs> enlisted this same technology. So they're meeting via Zoom and uh, the counselors all across the country really are, you know, continuing practices and, and contact with folks uh, in this. And, uh, you know, that's a, uh, a whole new other layer of, of service providers that need our prayers uh, because obviously anxiety and fear and stress has has ramped up and so they're trying to deal with that with uh clients and people and uh but yeah we're 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 able to i think meet most of our, our groups are meeting via zoom that's great to hear some other technology yeah well, you know like it or not you guys are all televangelists now right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes well and i think Correct me if I'm wrong here, but, uh, we're, you know, because we have this whole shelter at home um, that is going into effect now. But I believe the counseling center is considered an essential. Mm, yeah. um, 
operation. Um, so, you know, to, I think to an extent, they'll still be able to function and operate. I, probably not to the capacity in which they're used to, but I think um, at least we're still able to, to provide resources to folks that really need resources in that realm. And, um, and with that, I, I've got to head out. I've got to, um, to get ready to go in. And um, it's my wife's birthday today. So I was hoping to spend a little bit of time with her before I have to go in. But, um, but thanks, Eric, for organizing this and for each of you for being here and for your continued support of RUMC in the community. It was a blessing to be with each of you today. And uh, um, hopefully we'll, we'll be together physically before too long. But, uh, but in the meantime, we'll figure out creative ways to stay in touch and stay together. Thank you, Michael. So glad you Thanks, could be here this morning. Yeah, you bet. Tell thank Kath you. Tell Catherine happy birthday. I will. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, um, I do want to take just a moment for prayer concerns, and then I'd like to try. Uh, I, I'm afraid of a virtual choir, but I'm not afraid of a virtual Lord's Prayer. Um, I, um, you know, if you've got a moment, I'm going to unmute everybody for just a second and give everybody a chance here to uh, just utter a word of either, you know, uh, celebration or of, uh, of, of, of concern. And, um, you know, I think that it's, it's so important that men have other men that they can talk to in times like this where we're in unprecedented territory and our faith will sustain us. But talking about that faith, I think, is an important part of that journey. Um, you know, you either feed your, which wolf do you feed? You feeding the good wolf or the bad wolf? Um, we, we all have both wolves inside of us. And so, you know, I'm grateful this morning that we had such good attendance and participation and that, um, you know, we can see each other and that's, that's, that's helpful. But knowing that each other are out there and are, you know, only one phone call away. Um, in the email that I sent out, there is a link to a, 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 an attendance kind of survey. If you wouldn't mind filling that out, that would be great for me. Um, put as much or as little information there as you'd like. Um, I am, I'm looking for other strategies for men's breakfast. We may do a Sunday school class as, uh, to provide some leadership each, uh, for each month. If you've got other ideas, let me know. Um, we're in uncharted territory, and I'm hoping it will be very fertile for us to get to know each other um, in a different way. But um, uh, any any other prayer concerns or celebrations you'd like to bring up, just speak out. Everybody's on mute. Oh, hey, Eric, it's Charlie, um, and I'm sure some of you have this. And uh, we, so our daughter Caitlin was supposed to graduate from Lagrange College in May. I know Eric has a daughter Mary that was supposed to. So ceremony. So it's it's been it's been very uh very hard for her. She, she wants to make it minor, but it's it's major. She she worked for four years and for high school seniors as well. So just pray for those. I would say Thanks, Charlie. I know um, um if you've got a a graduate in your family. Um, you know, have that graduation at home, do whatever you can do to make that person know that um, we're really celebrating the, that, com that, that completion. Um, the idea, we're going to Zoom the family, just so you know, everything else as much as we can. So. Well, I want to thank uh, uh, 
both Jeff and uh, Joe and uh, Michael for being here this morning and providing a little uh, context for what's going on at the church and a little pastoral glue to our uh, to our conversation this morning. Um, if, if we could, if we could bow our heads, I'd just like to close this in the Lord's Prayer and hope that uh, we I, I say it all the right words in all the right orders. <laughs> our Father, Father, who art in heaven. heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom be Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those trespasses. Thine is the kingdom of temptation, but deliver us from evil. And the kingdom, kingdom, and, the kingdom and, the and the power and the glory, glory, glory forever, forever and ever. Forever. Amen. 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 Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, um, we'll meet again in a month, one way or another. Have a blessed day. All right. Thank, thank you, Eric. 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 Thank you, Eric.